Think you need to compromise who you are to advance your career as a black or brown woman? Think again. Because there's a playbook for corporate America and those aren't the rules. But you won't find it in college or on the job. I know because I learned the hard way and now I'm here to show you how the game is played. Hi, I'm Linda Talaferro, the Vice President of Quality at a global technology company and founder of The Tea, The Extra Effort, where I help black and brown women like you change the trajectory of their career with one-on-one coaching, workshops, and this podcast, Being Brown at Work. If you want to know how black and brown women are navigating everything from microaggressions to being the only person of color in the room so they can blaze their trail through corporate America, listen now. Greetings, greetings, everyone. This is Linda Talaferro from the TV Extra Effort. And yes, as I say, every time I go live, it is my favorite time of the week because it's being brown at work live. And I yet again have such the esteemed opportunity to introduce you guys to another phenomenal woman in my network that I met some time ago. We both had this entrepreneurial spirit and kicked it off and we connected and stayed connected. And you're going to get to meet her this evening. She's just fantastic. And I'm so excited that we were able to do this session, which is on a critical, critical topic workplace bullying. I think a lot of times we just blow it off as people just not really meaning what they said or, you know, um, should I have taken it that way? And yes, you should have. And there's things that you need to do to take care of yourself when this type of um, toxic environment exists or toxic leadership is in your space. So Zanika Chapman is going to give you some nuggets tonight, and I'm just so honored to have her on. Zanika, welcome to Being Brown at Work Live. Welcome. I'm so, you know, I'm so excited to be here. This is, this is just phenomenal. So everyone, let me just tell you a little bit about Zanika. Zanika is a certified personal and executive coach, helping women rediscover their inner strength and confidence in the aftermath of workplace-related trauma. Her own journey into coaching and positive psychology began after being left emotionally broken by a pair of workplace bullies at the height of her marketing career. She went on a path to redefine her own self-worth and what it means to be successful at work. And now as a coach, she's helped dozens of other women do the same. As coach, she helps leaders develop their own unique leadership style and create work environments that are safe and equitable. She's also the creator of eight-week work detox programs, Surviving Corporate, that helps women establish a healthy relationship with work and puts them back into the driver's seat of their career. Driver's seat of their career. Yes. Those of you that follow me know that I often say you own your career and Zanika will help you get back into that driver's seat. I've had the trauma experience. Unfortunately, we all have. So that's why this topic we're talking about tonight is so, 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 so important. So Zanika, I, you know, when you reached out and we reconnected, I just thought, oh my gosh, we have to have a live session on this because we have to call it out. Yes. Right. We have to call it out and then we have to know what to do in order to get on the other side of it. 
Yes. So, so what, what I'd love to start with, Zanika, because you wrote a fabulous article. Look, you guys have to follow this young woman. She's doing some wonderful things. She wrote a fabulous article that just got uh, posted and, and online with Fast Company. Okay, so it's not just anybody. Fast Company. And it came out this month in October. And it is on workplace bullying. Because So I, I need you to reach out and read that article. But Zanika, let's get kicked off there because I thought you did an excellent job at defining what workplace bullying is. So can you share with us, what is it? What does it look like? What does it feel like? Yeah. So I like to, when people ask me that, I like to use the definition that is publicized by the Workplace Bullying Institute. So if you ever thought it was just you, just know there's an actual Workplace Bullying Institute here in the States that's devoted to doing this work. And there's also a counterpart in Canada as well. So you are not alone. More than about 30% of American workers have either reported being bullied themselves or witnessing bullying at work. So this is definitely um, a a problem in in our work environments, even more so now that we're working from home. But the definition that I like to use to answer your question, Linda, from the Workplace Bullying Institute is workplace bullying is repeated health harming mistreatment by one or more employees. And so it can show up in a number of ways, um, but how they define it is it's all abusive conduct, right? But it could mm-hmm. also it could be verbal abuse. It could be threatening or intimidating. It could look like things like denying your PTO. It could look like you're constantly mm-hmm. the butt of jokes in the workplace. It could even look like, um, you know, giving you assignments without kind of giving you all of the instructions. So it could be a sabotage. Oh type situation as well. So it can wow. and show up in many different ways in the workplace. Wow. So Zanika, okay, so, okay, you got me with that last example. Yeah. Right? Because I wouldn't have thought of that as bullying. I think the average person wouldn't either. They were like, okay, I got an assignment. Um, oh, my boss just forgot to give me some other right. context or coloring. Let me go back and ask some questions, right? right. Um, so let's just really peel that that back a little more. How do you tell the difference though? Is it maybe repeated? Go ahead. Repeated, right? So let's cut cut our bosses some slack. So I'm not telling you if if you've got a pretty good relationship with your manager and they forget to give you some details every now and again, cut them some slack. But when it's consistent and Mm. and you will know because usually, right, Linda, it's not just going to be that. It's probably going to be that in conjunction with all of the other things that we've named. So it usually shows up as one or more of these things, but it's Uh, more consistent um, that that every time you get an assignment, there's always some piece missing um, when you're not getting it. You're not getting invited to meetings anymore. mm. Every joke made is at your expense. Those are the times when you, your 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 leadership or your your colleagues or whomever have crossed the line and have started to exhibit some bullying behavior. Oh, got you. Okay, so thank you for really putting some clarity around that. Uh, so, Zanika, you know, would this be something that you would say, hey, you know what, been around for a while, um, it just hasn't been talked about, or have you experienced either working with your clients or research that you've done, or maybe the Institute has uh, shared this, that it's something that's really just kind of can get a tick up maybe in the last 
two to three years. I mean, everything has, unfortunately, right, since 2020. So, you know, just wondered, is this something that's just been around and we've dealt with it um, and we shouldn't have? Or is it just kind of surfacing now? Yeah. So I I think now, as we get smarter about certain things, we're able to kind of name things and call things what they are. But I I think that as long as people have been working and people have been people, I think that people have been getting yes. at work, um, especially for, for people of color. I think yeah. that we just didn't have a name to it. When I was going through what I was going through, Linda, I didn't have a name for it either. And everyone yes. that I would talk to about it would just say, well, you know, that's that's just the way it is. You know, that's just mm-hmm. how it is for mm-hmm. us in corporate America. And it wasn't until I actually just... I, I was joking with some friends and I said, gosh, you know, she, she's just a big old bully. And it was almost like God kind of put something Ooh, in my spirit to say, that's yeah. it. that's the word. And I remember coming back home and saying, I'm going to Google that. Like, is that a thing? Do people get bullied at work? And all right. of these articles popped up related to workplace bullying. Wow. So I, I think that yeah. people have always been getting bullied. We just haven't known what to call it. What to call it. I think that you're, you're so spot on because I know uh, as I read your article and then you and I have you know been talking, I've reflected in my career and I think, you know, I didn't know what to call it. And, I, and a lot of times I was like, it to what you said, I'd ask, I talked to someone, they said, oh, that's just how he is. Yeah. Or, oh, you may have misunderstood. And you and it gets just brushed over, right? It just gets, oh, that's just, or it's me. Right. Or maybe it's me. But you're right. Not being able to name it, uh, you know, really get some clarity around it. That has been the challenge. And I also think, you know, I've noticed this. I'm sure you're familiar with this psychological safety. Right. Mm -hmm. That's being talked about a lot lately. Right. And it's probably something that we've needed for so many years. Mm-hmm. So Zanika, you know, you had a personal experience with this. I have. You and I look like each other, right? Mm-hmm. We are women of color. We're black women. And we you were in corporate America. I still am to a certain extent. Yeah. So what do you think it is about us that creates this environment that leans towards or uh, festers or provides this workplace bullying level of comfort for some other leaders? What what is it about us? Yeah. So I guess I want to say to anybody who looks like you and I, who feel like this is their experience right now, the first thing that I want to say is it's not about you. Mm, right. So I want you yes. to not internalize what is happening to you as something that you are bringing about or that you are causing. Yes. But I think what allows these things to fester and, and we talk about we, we love to talk about unconscious bias. And I do think that that is that is a thing. That's the case for a lot of people. But what we don't want to do is we don't want to call out blatant discrimination. Mm, mm. And yes. I think that we just have to be real and be honest about, you know, there there is an issue. If you at your level, as incredible and credentialed as you are, Linda, and myself and all the other women that I've coached, if, we yes. just, if we're all having this same experience, I think we have to be really clear and, and just call it what it is. If there is some level of discrimination yes. in the workplace. And yes. I think when it comes to people of color, 
it's the dehumanization of people. Yes, yes. Because if you read that Fast Company article, and, and my situation was was women, and it happens, women bully women, men bully women, people bully people mm-hmm. all the time. As many of my, my counterparts and colleagues that I know, I don't think that if I was a young white woman, they would have been able to say the things that they said to me so mm-hmm. blatantly. Because yes. there would have been a level of, uh, but this this young girl could be my niece, mm. my daughter. That mm-hmm. because that wasn't there, it was so easy for them to yeah. be so cruel yeah. to me. Yeah. And so I think yeah. that's the other part of it is that, especially black women, we we are to some extent dehumanized at work because we can even talk about how I would tell my my when it was going when this was happening to me, I would tell my white colleagues I would I dare not cry at work. Mm. And we all yes. know what that means. When when yes. other people yes. cry, everyone goes, oh my goodness, I'm yes. uncomfortable. I've done something wrong. I've done something to you. But in that situation, I knew that if I started to show tears, my tears were not going to be perceived no. the same way. Right. My tears right. were going to be met with, oh my gosh, she's unstable. Mm. She can't do the work. Mm. Absolutely. Her, which would have been more fuel or what yes. was happening to me. Exactly, Zanika. And that's why I asked that question. And Consuela's joining with us. She said, great question. But that's why I asked it. You know, what is it about us? Because there is, it, there is a thing about us that, yeah. that this situation tends to occur more often mm-hmm. to us than it does to anyone else. And so that's why it's so extremely important to call out the systemic challenges that exist, right? Um, You know, a dear friend of mine, I consider her a friend, uh, you know, she's done some great work in DEI. She's one of the co-founders or founders of Kadia. She actually commented on LinkedIn when she saw we were going to be talking about this tonight. She was like, great topic. And her name is Cheryl Thompson because she is working behind the scenes on that systemic changes that need to take place in the organization because that that is where the root of it exists. Mm -hmm. There's whatever this thing that says it's okay and people then do it and then they're not challenged or they're not checked for it. And then we have to somehow figure out how to deal with you know, the outcome of the results of it, which in yeah. your case killed your self-confidence. I know mm-hmm. it did the same thing for me. Um, you know, it just latched on to all the other issues I had growing up and it just caused me to to, to hide, to keep my mm-hmm. head down and to work hard. I, I, I can relate totally. So in addition, Zanika, so, so, we, so we know what it is about us, right? We get, we get that. But we are who we are, as, and I loved how you put it. As strong and as credentialed we, we are, it doesn't seem to make a difference. No. However, however, right, and what you're about and what you work with your clients with is owning that power again, taking the power back, right, yeah. and, re, and owning that again. So we don't have to live in this environment. But before we get to what we could do as individuals facing that, what are some of the other things, Anika, you would offer from a systemic view and perspective that needs to change as well? Yeah. So I think one of the things that I I tell all, all women is I I don't think for women of color, I don't think that we're suffering in silence anymore because Mm. we talk to each other all the time. 
Mm-hmm, but I, mm-hmm. we've got to start stop suffering in silos now. Mm, silos. Start, yes. And we've got to yeah. start sharing how these things really impact us, right? So if if you read that Fast Company article, you know, it it, it starts with a very um poignant story. And and in that, my coworkers asked me, Are you okay? And mm. looking back on that. I'm sure you can guess what I said. I said, I'm fine. You know, I said, yeah. oh, goodness. we always do. But we always do say <laughs> we that. Always right? do. And we I always think do that we've got to stop doing that. Yeah. Because one, what happens in that situation is now, you know, because I think as, as, as people of color, as black women, we never, we always second guess ourselves, right? The discrimination, yeah. the mistreatment, the bullying, we never really want to believe that it's happening. Mm, and we, yes. and we have to go, no. No, she didn't mean it that way. I'm overreacting. I'm taking this to another place. But when something like that happens and someone outside of the situation says, you okay, that's Mm -hmm. your trigger. That's your trigger that is no longer in your head, that what you know now in your heart is happening to you. And that's your trigger to say, you know what? I'm actually not okay. That was really uncomfortable for Mm. me. Yes, yes. And yes, start making yes. other people a little uncomfortable because now your bystanders can no longer say, well, she said she was fine. I thought it was crazy, but Linda said she was okay with it. Yes. So now everybody's accountable That's to right. stopping this behavior. And everybody has, has an opportunity to say, are we going to allow as the collective or are we going to do something about it yes oh Zanika I love that I love that no more bystanders right mm-hmm. no more bystanders and we own some of that right because we do I, you're absolutely right we tend to say oh I'm good I'm fine yeah. oh I know it didn't was oh I'm okay you know there's no problem mm. When we and then we leave the space or the room and it's it's everywhere, (laughs) you know, it's truly everywhere. It's everywhere. I I absolutely, totally, 100 percent agree with you. And I believe, too, that too often we I I remember this happening to uh, a friend of mine at work. And she was like, Linda, I've got enough of the spotlight on me. I don't need any more of the spotlight. And I was like, wait, time out. You were the victim of a, tar- this particular person actually was a victim of a targeting, even she had a bullseye put in her intercompany mailbox, bullseye with an arrow that said, use the N-word, you and all the other N-word should have left too. Wow. In her mailbox. And see, that's blatant, right? And, and, and blatant. that's what I think is so fascinating about being in this structure is, you know, we can say the way workplace bullying is defined, it can be very hard sometimes to to pinpoint. But something like that is very, that is when you don't say you're okay. That is when you have all that you need to raise the flag. (laughs) Zanika, you know what she did when she received an email, which I told her, she didn't talk, was interested. She didn't come talk to me. And even some people at work said, we're glad you didn't talk to Linda. Because I would have told her, look, Chip, you're not fine. But she received an email from the legal representation of the company that says, are you okay? Do you need, and what does she do? And I said, why do you think he sent it in the email? She replies, I'm fine. She did exactly 
what we know. I'm fine. I'm okay. When she was not, she changed the time she come to work. She changed the time she left for work. She would not go to her car by herself. I was like, you were not fine, but she put it in writing and they had the legal guy sent her the email. That would have been they knew, right. So they knew at that point in time, they know, we know exactly what kind of situation we got here. They knew. But to your point, she did what we always do is we're fine. And she said to me, I didn't need any more spotlight. I had enough spotlight. Linda. I've worked hard to change the reputation for myself here. So I don't need any spotlight. And I was like, oh my gosh, but you, you just don't. And that's why what you just offered is so critically important because the only way we drive change in the system is to call a thing a thing. Yeah, we got to call a thing a thing. And then when we have the bystanders that are purged and ready, mm-hmm. activate them, energize them. Yes, you're right. I'm not OK. Thank you for recognizing that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so, so important. So important. So, Zamika, before I see, I knew it. It's I told you this time was going to fly. These these hot topics that are so important to us in the workplace. These 30 minutes we do with this live just is not enough. So I might have to have you back in the new year because I'm going to change a whole format and and have it theme focused. Yes. And have it theme focused and really, you know, do something different in 2023. So we're going to have to dive into some more. But um, but Zanika, before we wrap this in the next 10 minutes or eight minutes or so, could you give our listeners like Consuela and some of the other people that are listening, you know, some key things that they can take with them in their toolbox, right? Hopefully they don't have to experience what you experience, what I've experienced, or the woman I just told the story of. But if they do, or if a friend of theirs is, what would you offer to them in their toolbox? Yeah, so I I think um, one thing that I would offer to to any other Black women people of color watching, listening to this is it is okay if you have some level of trauma related to work. Mm. It's still an environment where we are, we're still working through, we're still managing. I mean, look yeah. at the stats. We, we know where we are. There are not a lot of us at the top. So yes. it's, it's still an environment where for many of us, we're still the first yeah, you know, I, it's it's hard to yeah. fathom that in 2022 we're still having the first black yes. this and the first black that and yeah. and and so um, it's okay if you had to endure yeah. some stuff and I want to invite you to acknowledge whatever it is that you've had to endure to kind of put that cake down a little bit and say maybe I didn't have a bullseye emailed to me. But I had I had somebody call me something under their breath and that mm, hurt. Mm. Or I had a colleague stab me in the back and that hurt. Mm-hmm. Or I'm exhausted having to go to bat to get them to hire interns from the HBCU that is the top ranking engineering producing school in the country for black engineers. And I'm just a little exhausted with that. To give yeah, yourself yeah. the space to acknowledge whatever your feelings are related to to work and the Mm -hmm. things that you have had to experience at work. And if you're in a bullying situation right now, I'm going to invite you to break the silence there. 
to find someone doesn't necessarily have to be somebody at work right now. Mm, okay. Find somebody in your circle that you can go to and say, here's what's happening to me. Yeah. And yes. it's causing me to feel this way. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned that because Consuela just popped up. How do we find the support we need? So that's what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. So, so Consuela, I will say for me, I was lucky enough that I had one teammate (laughs) who Mm. was in my corner who actually advocated for me. And I know that I was lucky in that most of my clients don't have colleagues or teammates that advocate for them. But I also had, I had friends that I could call and talk through. I had mentors within my company and outside of my company yeah, that I could talk yes. to and, and get advice from and just say, you know, I don't, I'm not even looking for advice right now. I just want to vent. Yes. Yes. So having that network outside of work is very important. And then the last piece that I, I will kind of leave, and this is where I kind of, will, I start my, my coaching with my clients, Linda, is to drop the lies. Toxicity, bullying, mm. they live to put something, they, they can't break your confidence unless it gets in you. Yes, yes, and so there's something yes. that they're going to put on you that, that is starting to make you feel like, maybe I'm not good enough. Mm. Maybe mm. I don't, whatever, whatever it is, ooh, you talk funny in meetings mm-hmm. or your PowerPoints are not really all that great. Whatever it is. Whatever, right, right, right. Start to drop that lie. So that you don't internalize it and, and you don't end up like me going into into a new job, still carrying all that baggage. All that stuff. Yes. Because it's lies. Right. I mean, that is not who you are. That is not at, at all what you bring to the table. So I'm nope. so glad you, you mentioned that because we have to do that. It, definitely internalizing it can be extremely dangerous yeah. to yeah. ourselves from a career perspective and personally yes. as well. Yes, absolutely. 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 But this has been (laughs) phenomenal. Zanika, I knew it would be. Look, if you're if you're catching this live like Consuela and several people are with us here live and LinkedIn, if you're catching it live on any of the other channels or if it's on replay and because you couldn't get with us uh, this evening on Tuesday at 630 Eastern Standard Time to be live with us. Please put your comments in, put your questions in. Zanika can be found on LinkedIn. Uh, She has uh, the website. You see she's writing these phenomenal articles with Fast Company. So you do is Google her, workplace bullying, you will find Zanika. I know that I know that I know that if you're dealing with workplace bullying and you need help, she is the answer. She's definitely going to be able to help you to get on the other side of that, build the confidence you need so that you can get your rightful seat, that you can reposition yourself for a successful career in corporate America. So it's possible. I've, she's done it. I've done it. Others have done it. And so if there's anything that's not quite clear for you, please reach out to Zanika. You know, ask her some questions. She'd be more than happy to help you. Oh, you're more than welcome, Consuela. You know, I love having you. Consuela is one of my avid followers, always joining live. And she's not afraid to chat with me, which is what I love when she chats. Uh, I notice there's a lot of people that watch that don't chat. She does. And I absolutely appreciate her. Is there anything, Zanika, that you wanted to leave the audience with before we 
call it uh, this session to to an end. Yeah, so I would just like to kind of echo your sentiments. If if you have any questions, if any of this resonated with you, feel free to find me on LinkedIn and drop a line. Um, I would love to chat with you. And then I think probably just the last thing I, w- I would leave with is is very similar to what you said, Linda, is we've all had career setbacks. I mean, part of my story is I was, I was almost fired as a result of this bullying from my dream job. Like my mama, I made it moment. And I never thought that I would recover and be at this place where I'm at now. And I just want to reassure anyone who is dealing with that, who feels like it's just a mm. hopeless situation. It is not. not. There's so much better out there for you. Yes, absolutely. And that was a perfect way to end this. Zanika, thank you so much. I'm so honored, continue to be honored. The fact that we are still connected after years ago under another mutual friend, we met each other and that you found a my being brown at work, the right vehicle for you to share your excellence and your knowledge. Thank you so much. Thank you, Linda. The honor is all mine. Take care now. Until next time, everyone. If you found this podcast empowering and are ready to master the skill that can take you anywhere, get my free guide, Workplace Confidence, in the resources section of this episode.